At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball. From growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome everyone to the SI Media Podcast. I'm your host, Jimmy Trana. Thanks so much for tuning in, especially this week, Thanksgiving week. Hope everyone out there has a good one. Brought on a great guest for this week. Katie Nolan from ESPN joins me. There she is in the background while I tape my intro. Katie and I will uh, get into a multitude of topics, her various roles at ESPN, a little Thanksgiving, a little sports media. Cover everything with Katie on this episode. So if you're not a subscriber, please make sure you subscribe. And if I can really push the envelope, rate and review it on iTunes, it helps a lot. Uh, go into the archives of well, archives as well for past episodes you may have missed. Joel Klatt from Fox was on last week, and uh, that was a good spot. So if you missed it, give it a listen. And uh, again, please subscribe, rate, and review. And uh, let's get right into this week's episode with Katie Nolan. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by 
And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, joining me now, I'm so grateful on Thanksgiving. <laughs> so thankful that you would actually come to the SI studio to do this. Mm. Katie Nolan from ESPN. Katie, how are you? I'm so good, Jimmy. How are you? I am good. Katie, Long time no see. I, well, uh, you did Grant Wall's podcast. When was that? That was this year, right? I have no idea. Honestly, my brain now with yeah. time, it, you could have told me it was two weeks ago. You could tell right. me it was a year ago. That was the last time I saw you. Uh-huh. You, were, you agreed to do this after I reminded you to put your laundry in the dryer. You did do that. Yeah. It was really Good nice. Fun. I tweeted that sometimes <laughs> ugh, my my anxiety is out of the out of this world. And I, I'll put uh, uh, some laundry in the washing machine and then I'll leave and I'll be at work and I'll be like, oh, God, you left it in the washing machine. And so Jimmy yeah. saw that tweet, waited <laughs> a reasonable amount of time for the washing to be done, and then said, just a reminder, put your laundry in the dryer. I, I'm not that much of a hero. What I did was I woke up and was scroll. The first uh, thing you do, of course, is scroll through that. Twitter. And I saw one hour ago Katie Nolan yep. tweeted this and I said, oh, it's been an hour it's time to put smart, the but in don't the tell me that. I thought you put like a, well, you're an, here alert, now, so. an alert in your phone that no. was like remind Katie. No, that would be nice. No, one, no one's that kind, nice. Thoughtful. No one's that nice. No I'd be thankful nice. for you. I'm glad you're here. I think this is a good week to have you here with Thanksgiving. We can like talk about what we're grateful for. Oh and God, complain and yeah, complain. I'm good. Yeah, at. yeah, yeah. Grateful for. I'm I'm learning. Oh, let's, but let's talk about before we get into that. Let's talk about. You and ESPN. We always late with Katie Nolan now on ESPN two yeah, every yeah. week. Every week. How's Not that, this week though. <laughs> how did you fight for it to go from ESPN Plus to TV to ESPN two? Or I wouldn't say I fought. It's tough. Uh, you get it because you're not a a twelve year old or a fifteen year old. <laughs> like TV feels different, right. Than streaming. Obviously, in the in the spirit of Thanksgiving, I am grateful for any opportunity given to me. Uh, but we had, you know, ESPN Plus was a new service when we start. Like we were one of the first shows on right. it, and I think through research, what we found was that this type of a show like a weekly topical show wasn't doing as well on that as it normally would on linear or uh, there's sharing restrictions when you put something behind a paywall. So we weren't able to like tweet out our segments. So it was hard to measure. I mean, it's hard to measure in general. They're pretty, they keep the numbers pretty close right. to the vest, but uh, it just was hard to get a reading on where we were at with people. And I missed the ability to share clips and get people talking about them. So it wasn't really a fight. It was more like a conversation to figure out, okay, we tried it here. Right. What did we learn from season one? And what we came away with was that we would try it on, on ESPN2. That's a fascinating nugget to me that I didn't know because my assumption would be just as someone, like you said, I mean, the streaming thing is so out of control that it boggles the mind. But as someone who follows sports media, I would assume that one of the big reasons they wanted you on ESPN Plus was for the clips because that's the way so much is consumed. Your content is sort of perfect that whether it's a monologue, a comedy bit, and then you couldn't 
put that on out. social. That yeah. seems so contradictory. It to does. Me. I think it. I. Th- I don't know who. Look, I don't know who runs it. Right, I don't know right, who's right. in charge. There's a lot of people. It's like jointly owned. I'm not trying to say I know how the business works. I just do what they tell me. Right. Um, but yeah, it was a, it was an interesting, we had to adapt a little. And then it was sort of ESPN rightly was like, we want clips of you on the internet because that's why we hired you. So you also have to do right. that. And I'm like, it's hard to do both. People, don't, uh, people, not ESPN people, but people in general underestimate how much work goes into a weekly show because it right. feels like you only have one. Everybody else does five. Right. But uh, ours is not, you know, here's a topic, have a discussion. It's like we got to write it. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and, this, and, this, and then there are a lot of logistical things that, you know, in terms of rights and clips and things yeah. like that that people don't get. That's the really boring stuff about sports media when people are like, how could you possibly uh, yeah. be tired or stressed out? It's like, because we have to make a phone call to some local news place in Buffalo right. to ask if we can use this clip of their guy saying a thing that we need to use in our monologue. It's like so much of the of the work that goes into doing a show, like the show that we do, is not fun stuff. Right. It's like rights and all that so i'm a huge veep guy and i saw you had tony hale on the show somewhat so recently much. so I, that I clip so much i saw it on youtube in the if that was an espn plus show then you couldn't have put that out I, there i like, think there was a there was a uh there was a time amount that we were able to put out of the show right it was something like a third of the show could go outside of it um but then there's restrictions on like espn has their our YouTube clips can't be longer than this, or our Twitter clips have to be this long. Like, there's a whole there's a when you when you like, establish a whole department for yeah, yeah, digital yeah, video, yeah. it's good, but it's also like it doesn't treat everybody on a case by case basis. Right. It's kind of like this is how we do a things. A lot of minutia. To yeah, do. a lot of minutia. Yeah. But I'm so thankful here on Thanksgiving. Yeah. Well, well, yeah. No, but it's all no, no. I think <laughs> it's I just a, walked in. I'm like, oh, Jimmy, let me complain. No, I don't think it sounds negative at all. I, I think it it's actually very informative. Um, but it's funny when I mentioned Tony Hale, you lit up. I love him so much. Is it? Do you is do you find it difficult not to fan fan well, girl so it's, out? Because it, like I do podcasts and I have to like write on the pad, don't fanboy out. No, see, like it's funny when I go to someone else's something. Like if I'm at a party or I'm in a situation where I'm, I know that I'm not the one. Like I'm, it's not about me. It's not mine. Right. Uh, and I see famous people, I get really weird because I. I usually default to assuming they have no idea who you are, so just avoid eye contact, which then sometimes comes off as rude when people are like, why would Katie Nolan not say hi to me? Um, Other times I'm just like, like when I met LeBron this past year, I just, I I didn't know what to do with my hands and I was very conscious of like, how am I sitting? Is he gonna think I'm a weirdo? But when you come to my house, when I have you on my show. It's easy for you. I don't, yeah, I don't fangirl out. I fangirl out in terms of like, the reason I lit up with Tony Hale is because he's a guest that will come in and it's like, let's do it. Right. You're not like, oh, let me send him the idea two days before, get it approved by his people, have them sign off on it, have them send back notes, or most times just say no to what we ask him to do, and then have to pivot and come up with something else. Tony Hale is just like, all right, tell me what we're doing, and I'll do it. Right. And then not only does he do it, he crushes it. Yeah, like, he yeah. is so good and so fun. Yeah. And I, my face will light up for any guest who makes my life easy. And Tony Hill's definitely yeah, one of those. Yeah, he's, he's so good on that show. So good. So you mentioned the LeBron thing. That was a big deal. You crashed a party. <laughs> Apparently. How, how, much, how much interaction did you have with LeBron? Oh, two that, seconds. Two seconds. Uh, well, two seconds and then, a, and then a couple seconds. So I met, I shook his hand. Right. Uh, Cassidy said, you know Katie Nolan, which is the nicest way to introduce someone right. to a famous person because right. it, it teased them up to, only, you can't say no. Right. So he was just like, yeah, hi, nice to meet you. Gave me a hug and I was just like, eh. 
yeah. And then he was like, want to come into our VIP? So I did. And then later, Diana tugged on his shirt, Diana Rossini, who I love very much, tugged on his shirt and said, uh, I'm thirsty. Can I have a drink? Ordered a drink from LeBron. Um, and then he looked at me and was like, do you, do you also want one? I was like, I want to say no. But yeah, I do, but I can order it from a waitress as opposed to being you, LeBron. No, no, no. I think if he's offering, you have to take he it. He was only him. offering because she tugged on his shirt. Who cares? He's still offering. I know. I know. He's still, and then the story is I, LeBron brought me a drink. He did. With the, he yeah. did the three, carry three cups. I mean, shocking. He, Breaking news. LeBron yeah. has big hands. Yeah. He was able to carry three drinks at once. Yeah. He's, he seems to me, I mean- He's looking at me over your head right now. It's very intimidating. Oh, God, I didn't even realize. That's so funny. We have a LeBron thing in the podcast studio right behind my head. I didn't realize Staring at that. me, looking like he's yelling about me ordering a fucking cranberry. <laughs> I, think, I think he gets so much unnecessary bullshit. It, like, I don't think... Any, there's no one... On, like, you know, he's on a level that no one is on. And... Um, I could see, and I and I've always thought in those situations, I see him as being a cool guy and not a dick. Yeah, he was so yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also, I mean, it's it's Pablo Torre has a great take, which is like if aliens landed here tomorrow, it's it probably every year it gets less relevant. He said this a couple years ago. If aliens landed here tomorrow and said, "Bring me your best basketball player," we'd bring him LeBron. Right. But then every week we're like, "Who's MVP this year?" Because nobody wants to. Part of it's the twenty four hour news cycle. Nobody wants every show on on right. sports TV to just be like, "It's LeBron. What's the next topic?" <clears throat> so we. You sort of, it's a bit of tall poppy syndrome. If you're right. really good and you're great and we've lifted you up and you've been famous for so long, someone's going to have to take the contrarian right. side and cut you down just so we have something to talk we about. We love to also, I mean, I do it too. I'm not taking myself out of this. We love to like finish people off. We love to put people- Is he done? Yeah. Is he? Fit, I mean, like Tom Brady that. this season. Yeah. Or even like even who- um, who had the bad game a couple oh Philip Rivers two weeks ago on TV had like oh, this horrible God. game and it right after it's like he's done Jimmy yeah. it was really bad and right. if he were let's say your fantasy quarterback uh it is it, it's hard to watch <laughs> oh god it's hard yeah. to watch but I'm 11 and 1 I know you want to talk about my fantasy team is that on your path that is not fantasy is not there's nothing I could want to talk about less <laughs> than your fantasy team 11 and 1 though can I get oh. a little bit of that is impressive I've never won that many games with him as your quarterback yeah well him and Baker Mayfield the two stars of the league and you're 11 and one. Mm. Is this an ESPN league? Yeah, it's the staff of my show. Okay. Uh, so They're not losing on purpose. Don't I know what that silence meant. That's actually- They're trying their best. Yeah. That I'm, just, I'm just that good, you know? I they, just can't- They cut- Can't be stopped. They basically cut Tyreek Hill, and you know, so you could pick him up. Is that what goes yeah. on? Yes, because um, you know me. Big Tyreek Hill fan. I know, that was a bad example. <laughs> well, listen, you better be in fantasy. I mean, you don't have to be in real life, but in fantasy- I had a, I had a, I had a debate with myself about this this week- uh, we don't have to get into it. Yeah. About picking somebody up and because all my team was on a bye. Well, look, we're talking about my fantasy team. You what's can't, next? All right. What's next? Well, you mentioned your staff. <laughs> so let's let's go back to the show for a little bit. So you've been at ESPN now just like slightly over two years. Yeah. I the, Time flies. Time flies. Do mm. you, are you happy where you're at now? Do you feel like there's been growth, progress? I mean, I know it was really difficult when you had to leave garbage time. I know you loved doing that show. I did. Yeah. I loved it so much. How's uh, Regis? Did we ever hear from Regis? I have not. Which usually makes me a little worried. I feel like we never hear about Regis, which makes me nervous. Yeah, but I think we would hear about him if we had well, to worry about it. You yeah, know, yeah. we only have so much space in our brains, and there's a lot going on in the world. Regis, like he's not on. He needs to get on Twitter. Maybe. Well, he, we got him on Twitter during right. Crowd Goes Wild, but I don't. He didn't use it. It was Lexi, one of our producers, who would tweet for him. I also think if I ran into Regis in public, he would he not know. remember yeah. who I am, and that would make me so sad. Yeah. So I'm kind of hoping that never happens because I'd be like, Regis. he would need a refresher, and then he'd be like, oh, you know. Yeah, but I still don't think he'd be. I don't know. He'd be like, did yeah. I host a morning show with you? I have no <laughs> idea. Who are you? Uh, 
no, but you asked if I'm happy at ESPN. It's uh, uh, very happy. I'll start there. Good. But also just there's a lot of it's a completely different company. It's it works so differently than Fox. Fox was new. Fox had a lot of old ESPN people, but they were people that weren't at ESPN anymore. So they ran things kind of like how ESPN did, but they also wanted to switch it up. There were also significantly fewer people, whether it's behind the camera or on camera. So there was it was just a different environment. So I think it took me a lot longer to adapt to how things work at ESPN. I think I'm still learning, like right. like all that minutia we were talking about. There's a lot of off camera. More of my job now is off camera than on. And that's not how it was uh, at Fox. I mean, off camera writing and making stuff for the show I did at Fox. But um, this is there's a lot of non show related work I have to do at ESPN, which isn't a bad thing. It's a it's a huge company. They call it the worldwide leader for a reason. <laughs> uh, they know what they're doing and they've been doing it for a while and that's kind of how they do that. And I am a person who has always done things differently than the normal way. So working at a company that's very, like this is our established way of doing things is was certainly an adjustment for right. me. But um, I mean, I get to work with the best in the business. Like Mina Kimes and I are friends and that's an incredible thing to me because I think she's brilliant and I think she's on a rocket ship. And you're always on Highly Questionable. Yep, I just just came from it today. It it usually goes well. That's a really fun show to do because you just sit and and goof off for an hour and then they turn it in, they edit it into a show. Today, not my best though. You never have bad days and then you're like, man, I wish, the worst thing about being on TV is if I may complain, <laughs> is that like you have a bad day and it's like on public record and it's right. on public record forever yeah. and you're just like man I knew the show was bad today and now I'm gonna have to listen for a week until I do another thing right. about how bad today's show was right. and that just is like ah, sometimes you wish you could be like don't air it well I, I'm a loser so I'm not on TV I just write mm. but I write every day so there are definitely days there's days where you're where like I gotta like, get this out and it's not where I want I'm like, it to this be this is but... really not good I hope no one reads this right exactly yeah. I do that. I do that a lot. I've I got some I got anxiety issues that have been acting up lately. So today I just had a day where my brain was like as I'm looking into the camera talking, my brain's like you don't know what to say next and then that just self-fulfills so, and I'm like you, I don't know what to say next. But when you do highly questionable, is it all impromptu off the top of your head? Yeah, it's a uh, so normally you go down to Miami and do it and and but lately they've been doing uh from bureau camera. So it's like I'll be sitting in a room when I'm on Highly Questionable, today specifically, I'm sitting uh, in a corner of the office that has like a, a tiny little half wall to block you from seeing the rest of the office, but it's right behind that wall. And there's like no door, it's not a room. And then a camera, and looking in the camera, I can see myself, Dan Lebetard, and Mina Kimes. And then a voice of God will ask a question, and then you're just supposed to go. Um, which is easy for me normally because, look, nobody's coming to me for stats. I'm not the guy right. who's going to be like, you know, Lamar Jackson completed blank of blank passes. It's just like Katie Nolan's value is not in saying that because I will have just memorized it right before I said it. It's right. not something that stays in my brain. I'm more there to provide, like, the color to the story and, like, make a joke about it. But today's topics were all very, <clears throat> like, you got to give a stat. And so it was just like, I don't have yeah, any yeah. jokes. My brain's not really working. Well, there's just some stories also that you don't want to. Talk, like you don't have an opinion. Right. You know, that this- is the weirdest thing about being in sports media. It's like, I don't have an opinion right. on this. And they're like, you get paid to have an right. opinion on this. Right. Like, I guess you're right. And there's but- also, and this is like, you know, you're really like not allowed to do this anymore. But there's also times when you can not want to weigh in on something. You may have the opinion, but yeah. you may just like. Oh, that's not an option. Yeah, that's just not an no, option. No, you can't you just know? be like, no, you know, I have a thought, but I'm going to share it with my friends and family. Yeah. And I'm choosing yeah. not to say anything further yeah. at this time. But that happens all the time where, I mean, 
I, I shouldn't say this happens all the time, but there'll be times where someone will say to me here, like, oh, are you going to write about X? And I'm just like, I have nothing to say about that. Yeah. Because uh, also when you pay attention to what the conversation is about as much as you and I both do, like reading the internet and watching sports TV, you kind of get this sense of like, okay, do I go on TV and say what my actual opinion is, knowing that 18 people <laughs> on programming before and after me are right. going to say the exact same thing? Right. Like, I, I don't know if you seem like you're this way, too, but you're just like, I'm not going to add anything. So why would I say right. anything? Right. But then, you know, the camera's looking at you and the lights on and you're yeah. like, I'm supposed to say something now. Uh, so I don't know. I feel like the the margin of error is it's just tough to. Like, we know we're saying the same thing other people are saying, right. but there's only so many opinions you can have on something, which I think is probably why I, I err on the side of, like, make a joke. So I would imagine, I mean, Dan Labatard, I think he's so unique and I like him a lot, but I would imagine, take that out of the equation, it's just, it must be fun for you. Like, you have your own show, your name's on it, you have to do all the work, and then you get to do that and just take it easy and just, you know, have fun. I, I would imagine that's, like, a nice, like break from it all when yes. you get to do that show I've actually since they've started doing them remotely uh, I've started doing because normally you'd have to fly all the way down there and right. I could only do them on Thursdays and Fridays and because of my show schedule but right. now uh, like on Tuesdays Wednesdays they'll ask me if I can pop in and do it it's an hour of my day and I can just riff right which I miss it's something I've been thinking about a lot lately because being a solo host of a show is like Sometimes you just want to joke with somebody about, I mean, I have my podcast, yeah. but you just want to joke about a story or like, I don't know, let's spend the next few minutes figuring out what my opinion is. Or right. you say something and then I'm going to react off of what you said because it made me think yeah. of this thing. Whereas when you're alone, you're like, here's the script that I wrote yeah, and I have to read it to you. Uh, and it's it gives you a lot less so, dynamic. So let's get into the schedule of your show. I'm curious, um, do you prefer doing... The monologues or the comedy skits or sketches? Uh, it's a tough question, and what a question it is. I well, love I love the monologues because I think there's a place for them. Right. I think someone should be doing that. Um, they're they are a beast. Yeah. They're very hard to do. Uh, we tried. I tried to learn a lesson from Garbage Time, and uh, and not make it so that every week I had to write one and instead it was let's come up with a bunch of sort of big picture ideas that we can talk about and uh, and we can start them start the research start clearing the videos pulling the clips editing those and then each week we can sort of finish them that week and then roll them out the thing about that that's hard is like you have your shooting schedule might be like six consecutive shows and then you you do that really well for the first and the second one and then the third one you're like oops it's monday and we didn't come up with a topic for this week so time management on that is really difficult um when you do a monologue do you are they does it take you all different times to do one or on average does it take you the same amount of time like days to write them yeah uh it's pretty much the same it depends if there's like a really serious topic uh we did one about uh, college football players that died during practice um, because the numbers on that are alarming and nobody talks and about that's it. That's a lot of research. And it's also really hard to make jokes. And you right, have to right. remember, like, I'm a joke show. And so you've got to sneak in jokes there somewhere. Right. But then ESPN will post that on their YouTube. And nobody's used to seeing, uh, A, a comedy show on ESPN's YouTube channel. And right. B, uh, jokes about kids dying. They're not about kids dying. Right. But it's jokes within a monologue that is wholly about kids dying. And then the reaction is just like, what are you doing? And I'm like, uh, it made sense in the show. Right, right. right. 
Um, so it's they take so those ones take a little bit longer because you want to make sure you don't say the wrong thing. You also have to get it cleared by right. people to say what you're going to say. If somebody at the network finds out that's what you're talking about, they're like, send me the script. I'd like to be able to look yeah, at yeah, it. Yeah. So there's a, a lot of that. But for the most part, they, they all take a, a long time. Last season for, for Always Late when we were on Plus, I routinely did not sleep. We would film on Wednesdays. It would air Wednesday nights. I, I never slept a Tuesday because Tuesday would be... I'm trying to get better at letting other people do things and help me. And so the writers would be working on them up until Tuesday. Then they would hand them off to me at four o'clock. And then I would stay up from 4 p.m. until the next day, just like changing it, making it more my own, right. putting in things that I thought needed to be added, taking other things out. Uh, it's stupid of me. I should just be like, this is good enough. Yeah, nobody at home. Your name's on it. But nobody at home is going to notice the difference between the one the writers handed me and the one I did. Oh. But I'll notice the difference. Yeah. Um, it's subtle, but it, they, I don't know, this job means way too much to me and I really <laughs> need to learn to stop giving this much of a, can I say shit? Yes, you could say shit. Yeah, I gotta stop giving this much of a shit. Um, well, you probably should give a shit. I think that's good. How long, so on average for a monologue? Um, I would say between the like handing off to producers to do video and, and writers and me, I'd say it takes like three or four days if it were all we're working on. Yeah. If there's like, I had to leave to go do a shoot and the writers are working on this other thing, then it could take longer. But if you just were straight up working on just that, it would take like three days. And when you do the comedy stuff, like I know you had, um, oh my God, I can't believe I just forgot her name because she's the most, Nikki, Nikki Glaser. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. Um, Another one and I like my her. life easy. Uh, is that stuff just easy breezy for you, or do you feel like you have to work at that too? I would. I, it doesn't look like you work on that. That looks like it's Thank natural you. and easy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, well, that stuff I try to again in this same vein of trying to let other people help me and do stuff. When we have a guest, I tell the producers like, "This is on you. Right. You have to come up with the like. We'll we'll do a brainstorm session where we'll all come up with what the idea is. But once we pick the idea, I'm like, you think about camera angles. You think about is she walking yeah, out that's or is where she you starting should handle it? Like, yeah, yeah. You come up with the questions for that because especially if it's a game. I don't I can't know the answer so it's like you come up with the content right. and then just let Nikki and I play you do the traffic let me know what the traffic's gonna be and then let me just be present with the guest because right. if I'm worried about producing the segment and hosting it in those moments you can tell right absolutely absolutely because so, most of the time if you look at my brain it's, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to produce it and and say it and yeah. that's really hard to do and probably leads to the anxiety that crippling Absolutely. anxiety that makes me forget to take my laundry out of the washing Listen, machine there were there were times here this was a couple of years ago where like i would have to record and produce the podcast myself on top of book it and then yeah and that takes it's away crazy. from this yeah. part of it which was annoying um, but then did you ever feel like when you got people to help you that like if they didn't help you if they weren't incentivized to help you you it, get frustrated with it? I'm like you. It's 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 very hard to have other people involved. Like yeah. I and it's you don't want to say it because you sound like the biggest jerk on the but I just want to be like I just it has to be done this way. Yeah. Just do it this way. And I and well, what like, I've started saying to people is like I acknowledge this is a weakness of of mine right, and this right. is not your weakness. Right. It's my weakness that I don't know how to delegate properly right. or communicate myself properly to let you know what it is I'm looking for you right. to do. But it will take me so long to sit down and figure out how to say it. Yeah. It'll actually save me time if you just let me do it. Yeah. And I know that's a terrible quality for a person to have, and I'm working on it. But it's like it it's a me thing, not a you thing. Yeah. It's not like I'm breaking right. Up with it's people. very hard. For it's very hard for me to let other people do anything that 
it's not the way I want it. It's just, right. or because then when something goes wrong, I always want to blame. It's much easier to blame myself and right. beat myself up. I don't like being like, well, if this person had done this, this we wouldn't be in this situation because right. that feels icky to me. It's much easier to be like, oh, Katie, look, it's you being an idiot again. Right, because right. I well, that's just a constant soundtrack yeah, yeah. in my head. You're very hard on yourself. I know. Yeah, it's got to stop. I don't know how to do that. Listen, at the end of the day, though, we are just talking about sports. We're just clowns talking about a game. Really, like, at the end of the day, like, sometimes I take a step back and I'm just like, okay, we got to, like, calm down. I mean, that is one of the things about when you see how angry people get about certain things and I'm just like, well, here's a good example. I was going to tease you about this. You didn't tweet uh, any of the Disney Plus promotion. I did, didn't. Did you get in trouble? No, here's you... the thing. I, uh, I I didn't get asked. And so that was a moment where so I was they, like, I saw people tweeting like, oh, ESPN must have forced them to do that. And I was like, oh, you guys are so dumb. No, they didn't. And then I had a moment where I stepped back and thought, well, maybe they did. And you're just not in yeah, tier one. <laughs> you could tell they asked the heavy hitters. Yeah, I'm like, maybe Woj. they asked tier one talent and you just didn't make the cut. So then I sat with that for a day. I don't want to add to your anxiety, but I think that's exactly uh, what Because it was be. Woj and Stephen A. Smith Schefter. and Schefter who yeah. said it was going to change my yeah, life. we get it. We get it. I'm going to want to have like a Mike Francesa fart incident. I'm moving around in this leather chair and it's making all sorts of noises. <laughs> so I'm just saying that now because someone else, whatever. As long as you don't drink a Diet yeah. Coke and take a nap. Just fine. water. Um, why did I bring up the ESPN Plus thing now about, what the hell were we talking about? I got so distracted. How hard I am on myself? No. Oh, about <laughs> taking, so, right. So anyway, yeah. So when those, all those guys were tweeting the, the Disney Plus thing, I wrote a whole column about it and it was it was the point of the column was like, this is ridiculous, but it's also tongue in cheek. And like there were people who really got offended by that. I was not offended by it. I found it just more comical. But it's yeah. like you have to sit back and say, OK, am I really going to be upset that Stephen A. Smith is tweeting about Disney Plus? Like, At you the got same it. time, like, it, Disney Plus is kind of cool. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm not being paid yes, to say you that. Are. But like Disney Plus is a thing that I, you know, like Ashley, my co-host on my podcast and one of my producers, right. she's like a... She was already counting down to when it was coming out because she's a big Star Wars person. Like there is stuff on there that we were all kind of excited to be like the Sim. You could watch any episode of The Simpsons. It was a cool thing to have. Yeah. But then you get in this weird place where you're like, oh, is it worth telling the world how excited I am for them to then someone's going to write an article somewhere me. about me. Yeah. No, but not <laughs> you. And this is a thing we should get into eventually. I don't know how yeah. much time we have. Yeah. I'm really curious to know your thoughts on the people who do your job elsewhere. People who cover sports media for a living. You know, well, we can get into that. But yes. I'll just say one thing. Good job plugging the Disney Plus properly Thank for the so PR much. team. Thank um, you. My issue, now. and it's I said, I, I had a conversation <laughs> with one of the ESPN PR people about this, and I said, my the issue is, listen, if ESPN people come out and they're like, oh, like you just said, oh, you can watch every episode of The Simpsons and script, but like there were three of the same exact worded tweets. That's yeah. when people like me have to chime in and say, come yeah. on, don't insult our intelligence, especially when they. When it, if they did ask people to tweet it, it was people who you know don't have time to watch it. Yeah, Disney Plus. Um, what what do you what do you want to discuss about sports media? I Let's just, go. Uh, so I just want to know your thoughts yeah. on the on, train of thoughts. On, yep, I want to just <laughs> follow that train right to the station. Yeah. About um just people whose job it is to cover sports media personalities because what I found I went through a very public um not even breakup more separation with Fox where right, I had right. to like sit still for a little bit and that happened all during uh all the stuff that was going on with Jamel right. and so there was just a lot of like I felt I didn't have a place where I could say anything because if I said it on Twitter somebody would take it out of that context had to eat you it up. was a whole mess yeah. um and so I kind of just sat there for a while it really did affect me and still affects me to this day it's kind of it set me back further than I wanted to let it do that but 
it's not about me. Point is, there were a lot of people wondering where I was, what I was right. doing, what was next. And there was a lot of articles written, and none of them reached out to me for comment. And most of them got at least three aspects of the story incorrect and were re and were reported as if it was real. And right. I just kind of it. That's what made me notice it. And then since then, I've been reading more of people who cover sports media personalities right. and noticing like, well, let me text this person and ask if that's right. And they're like, no, he changed the question that he asked me. And then he used my answer as if he asked me that question. It feels like we need somebody to report on the reporters who report on sports media. Probably. Because I feel yeah. like they get away with a lot of incorrectness. Well, I think no matter what you cover, incorrectness is not good. And yeah. I think people should correct that. Yeah, but how? Because if I were to say, this isn't true, that's not right, this is wrong, everyone's right. like, oh, she can't take criticism. No, I totally, I disagree with that. I Because that's not criticism. I mean, if someone says, I don't like Katie Nolan's show, I think you have to be able many, to take that. Many do say that. Well, but if someone says, uh, Katie Nolan is doing four shows this year, like that you can correct. So, But it also is like, why should I, ha why can't they just get it right, Jimmy? Well... Do you? I guess my question is: Do you have people? Do you are are there people in the in your industry mm -hmm. that you that you think suck at their? Oh job? yeah, absolutely. Okay, you don't have to name names. Yeah, I yeah. just want to make sure that it's not just a me thing. Oh no, no, there's definitely people yeah. forget that like uh, sports people that are in charge of sports networks are like the main audience for those articles of certain websites. I know you are oh, well, the same ones as me. Yeah, and like that's my boss reading that, and that makes it's just like imagine if somebody could write a letter to your boss. That was in with incorrect information about you. Yeah, I mean, I don't do. I mean, when I if I'm if I write something negative, if I'm writing a critique, it's normally like about someone's performance on a game, which is just my opinion. Right. I mean, um, a perfect example was recently I had this whole thing where this was my first year watching the Red Zone channel because I had congratulations. No, I don't like it. So and I went on Twitter. Which Red Zone are you watching? The cable Scott one. Yeah, Scott Hansen. Yeah. Um, Shout out to Scott Hansen. So I, 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 it's a whole big thing about I had DirecTV for 20 years and I always watch Game Mix. I never watched Red Zone. I got rid of DirecTV. So now I watched, I tried to watch Red Zone. I went on Twitter because that's what you do. Yeah. And I'm like, I, you know, I feel like I'm the only person in America who has this opinion, but I don't really like the Red Zone. People talk about it sometimes. And Andrew Siciliano responded. And that's not the Red Zone you were talking about. No, but the whole concept of the red zone, and he could it's not. It's porn, have, is what it is. It's it's porn. It's, it's it's you just you're fast forwarding through the plot. That's all it is. I'm trying to think of that now. Um, well, don't think about it for too yeah, long. Yeah, but I mean, but the problem <laughs> with that is, I would assume most people are not watching porn for six hours. It gets a little annoying. Well. Don't assume. Okay, well. You never know. Don't that's kink That's usually, shame. you know. Try not to kink shame. A quicker thing than the red zone. But you get the point. It's like, you're just, you just like, give me the give me the hits. Yeah, I don't yeah. want to see right. the like, oh, is that the delivery guy? You're just right. like, scroll through, get me to the part that matters. Right. Show me the touchdowns. Right. You know what I'm saying? But the reason I brought that up is because, so Andrew wrote back could, on Twitter and he could not have been nicer. He's, he's a very like, nice guy. Yeah, he's super nice. He came on the podcast after that. That wow. shows you how nice he yeah, is. Yeah, good guy. Could not have been nicer, came on to discuss it. But I said, like he said, you know, I'm not offended and, you know, everyone likes things and, does, you know, and I was like, well, I my first thought was like, I would hope he's not offended because why would he care about what my opinion is yeah. on the red zone? It's completely irrelevant. Right. I'm in this weird role here where like as I my role is really like opinionist more than reporter, but mm -hmm. I have to report sometimes. Right. So 
I'm always careful and not just, I don't want to just blast people over and over and over. But if there's someone like, you know, who I think's just, I get more annoyed by phoniness, hypocrisy than mm. like bad performance. So yeah. like the A-Rods, sorry ESPN, like that will annoy me more than- And sorry Fox, right? Is he still doing both? Yeah, but now, but Fox doesn't make him out to be like everyone cares about A-Rod. That's what ESPN does. But I don't want to bash ESPN while you're on. So we'll, let's not, let's not talk about, let's not talk Thanks, about Jimmy. A-Rod. Yeah, so- um, I just think that the, this to put this to rest, yeah, we can yeah. move on. The sports, the people who report on sports media, what bothers me the most is when obviously it's a hard job. Any reporting job is hard. Every sports network doesn't give you anything to go with. It really doesn't leave people with much of an option when they have to, their job is to report on it. But it sometimes it's when they have a fundamental misunderstanding of how the business works. Right. That's when I'm like, that you got to know. Well, do, do you, have you ever called anyone to try to correct the record? Because that's what you should do. I think mm, they're not really people I want to. I don't like calling in general. Do you think <laughs> I could text them, shoot them a quick text? Tone on text though, then gets no, lost, right. and then there could Gosh, be like, "Oh, she was so, so right. nasty, and you you're didn't mean so to be." Right. I've got three names in my head of people who I know for a fact just don't like me because anytime I I blink wrong, they're like, "Katie, no." Well, here's the thing though: blinks wrong. See, here's the thing: you think it's they don't like you. They don't but like me. No. That's not what it is. They don't. They clearly. No. They'll even when I do something good, they're like, "But let's not forget that time she blinked wrong." I'll tell you what it is. It's not that they don't like you. They know they use the word Katie Nolan in their headline, yeah, and people know. will click on. I, I don't know about that. Excuse me. This excuse, is my business. Excuse me. I'm telling you, it works. You're right. That's I'm showing a fundamental misunderstanding. Of That's business. what it is because. They don't have to like you or dislike you. They know if they put your name in, people will click on it and, and read it. And if they put my salary in, then more people will click on it and read it. And then I have to go to a, a, a wedding, a bridal shower that day. And I get a lot of, I had to go around and ask bridesmaids, like, hey, uh, so I paid for the shower. Like, do you guys just want to Venmo me? And they were like, <laughs> and pointed to the article. I was like, yeah, okay, I'll pay for the Did shower. they really? Yeah, because it just came out. That's I don't the, come from a place where yeah. like everyone I know makes a bunch of money. I make more money than I ever thought I was going to make. That, Super grateful for it, but also wish nobody knew that. This goes into a whole other subject that we probably should not get into. But it there's a part of me that's like people are just so weird about money. Yes. Like if I made big money, like big money, like seven I figures, would write about it in I article. would just be like, yeah, that's what I make. No. And I'm happy for myself. And no. if you don't like it. Like, no, because it's my fault somehow. But it's not your fault. No, it's, but oh, I know. But, but that's it the is, point. But like, it's my fault. And this is what we do. with Like I'm supposed to say, no, thank you. Could we go lower just so I don't get criticism right. well, in my negotiation right. meetings? Like, people are destroying Jared Goff today because of how much money he makes. That's not Jared Goff's fault. Yeah, destroy your front office. They right. chose to pay him that. So it's the same way decision. with sports media. Like Steve, Okay, the big one is Stephen A. I'm not going to ask you to comment. But in the I past two weeks, comment. it's all over the place that Stephen A is going to get eight to ten million. If anyone's upset with Stephen A, they're an idiot. The people, it's ESPN that's paying him. So one of my biggest surprises about working at ESPN is how much I enjoy Stephen A. Smith. I thought you, I thought you were going to say it's how much they, pay. it's how much they pay Stephen A. Smith. No, uh, he's I really his office is directly behind my cubicle. <laughs> <laughs> his office is right behind all that me. money you make and you have a cubicle, a cubicle. see that you, yeah. there you I go. wouldn't even call it a cubicle because right. there aren't walls on either side it's just I sit at a desk uh, but he's a he's he's really good he's I'm surprised how much I can talk to him like right. now when Stephen A says something I disagree with I can be like hey you got a sack I just want to chat like we can talk which right. is really nice he's a he's a nice guy I, know Dude, I wrote a whole column last week saying I now like Stephen A I've done a 180 it's crazy. on him it's we're, the it, other one though Skip Bayless? Mm. Yeah, that's not going to happen. <laughs> um, I think there's such a huge difference between... I hate when people lump them in together, too. Yeah. I mean... Even though I just said the other one and you knew exactly what I was well, talking about. Well, because they're sort of always going to be... Even if they're not working at the same network, they're sort of always going to be... Um, 
you know, tied yeah. to the hip. Yeah. You mentioned the podcast a few times. You do like mega podcasts. I don't like, mean to, to. I was going to say. Jimmy, I don't mean Does your mean producer, to. like I feel like my producer right now, look, he's yawning. He wants to kill me. Uh, like we, the, you go two hours. Like well, you do two plus hours, aren't you? I get, when I hit the hour mark, I'm sick of myself. Yeah. Here's the thing. So I, it's a, I'm just going to be really honest with you. Yeah. And then later I'll text you and be like, wish I didn't say <laughs> any of that. I do a, a podcast without really without a co-host it's right. me and then ashley was supposed she's like my she became my best friend as soon as i got to espn she's a wonderful person she's like co-ep with me of our television show she's like my she sits with me in the room that's my co-host right. and the original idea was that she would produce it and kind of tee me up i would talk she would give me a person to react off of then we uh she had too much on her plate you can't ep a show with all the minutiae we've got to deal with and right. also prep for a podcast properly so then we added in a producer we added our it was daniel dopp originally but he does too much on the other side for football so we had to get rid of him but we used uh jay wolf he's a producer for our show segment producer he was going to produce it edit it and whatever but then he's also the best editor we have for video content for our show and those edits take a long time right. so he doesn't have any time either so then he kind of just became a speaking role so now we have like two with me and then two speaking roles but they're not I try not to hold them to the same accountability of like you should know don't say this or you should be a really good host or you should be really funny because I try to remind myself like that's not their job right. you're putting them in a position that like they are supposed to help you make your podcast but also you can't not let them talk because they're in the room hmm. and that's just a weird waste of time. Right. So no, what we're running into right now is no one's having any time to produce our podcast. No one's really sitting down and being like, these are the four topics we should talk about because after listening to all these other episodes, we talk tend to talk about each topic for this many minutes. And so we shouldn't make a document that has everything that happened in sports over the last week in right. it because we're going to go three hours but we just end up getting in that room talking having fun chatting like sometimes we'll find jokes about one or we'll do a, a game off another story and then you just get to a point where you're like oh god we've been doing this podcast for two hours we yeah. as i say this we're putting out today a three-hour episode oh my god because we broke down disney channel original movies there and there's go. just so much See, there there it is what do available you, now on disney plus do you feel like there's a difference between the podcast listener and the TV show watcher. Absolutely, 100%. I feel like podcast listeners are really nice. They are so nice. Yeah. And they are so engaged in your content. I could say something here. Why don't you? Or write it. And oh. they're like, on, if you write it, it's you're an asshole. Yeah. But if you say it here, you're yeah. like, well, you know what? I don't know if I agree with that. It's like, the it's, beauty of the medium. It's yeah, yeah. specifically for me because, like I was saying before, on my show, everything's scripted. I have to think about what I'm going to say because the graphics have to match what I'm saying and the right. director needs to know when to cut and all that. On the podcast, you're just like, hey, been a long week. Want to kind of talk. Right. And people will listen. I don't know what the numbers are in terms of length, like if it's easier to listen to, like if the shorter ones do better or or what. But right. just from my personal experience, the type of podcast we do, which is the type of podcast that everybody can do, which is just sit with your friends and chat. Yeah. If we go long, people are excited yeah, about yeah. that people yeah. are happy to be like give us a four-hour podcast like look at joe rogan he crushes and he right, talks right. for so long uh, i think it depends on i think everybody treats podcast because it's so new-ish to sports media as a as a medium i think uh people treat it like how 
do short podcast work or do long podcast work. Not keeping in mind that like there are interview podcasts. There's probably a time limit for those. There are shoot the shit with your friends podcasts. There are like ESPN Daily, which is just I'm going to tell you one story and get you caught up for your day. Those should be short. Like nobody looks at them and treats them differently. Well, that's one of the like I I feel like because it's a podcast, there really shouldn't be rules. It should be what you want it to be. And I think there's too much thought about the like make it what you want to be. And people either listen or not. Like I don't think the length or what you that's not the determining factor in whether people are going to listen to it it's are you going to entertain them are you going to be interesting to them but there's a a, and i think we're talking specifically sports media like i feel like if i have a guest on and that guest is boring why make it a two-hour podcast when i can make it a 30-minute podcast but if that guest is so good that when i try to wrap them up we want to keep going right we can keep going right but i i it was really interesting i uh met a, a the host of one of my favorite podcasts outside of sports called Reply All, uh-huh. uh, PJ Vote, and he was like, I, it was fascinating to me to hear how they do their shows because they're like basically a podcast version of my TV show. It's like a monologue. They talk about one topic, they unpack right. it, they do interviews, they use sound bites, and hearing how much work goes into doing that for them, I'm like, that makes perfect sense. That's why you make such a good product right. and it's so good to listen to. That podcast and my podcast have nothing in common. Right. So like using those same rules to produce mine doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but it works really well for them, which you see in the way that they they put together these incredible episodes. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. Because the, the My favorite podcast I listen to, it's a wrestling podcast, they usually go between two and three hours, and they pick one topic from like the eighties or nineties, and Shout do like it out. A, which podcast is it? Something to wrestle okay, with. There you go, Conrad Thompson. He's been on this podcast before a few times. Hi, Conrad. Um, but like, that doesn't mean that's a successful formula for anyone else. Like, right. I think that's that formula is so specific to them, and I think that the other big problem with podcasts, I think, is because PMT is like the most popular podcast ever created yeah. with Joe Rogan. Like, those are the top two. Like. Everyone tries to copy them. Of course. And the amount of podcasts I listen to that I'll try to listen to for the first time and I'll give it five minutes, I'm like, they're trying to do PMT. They're but you trying don't, to do PMT. But like what people it's don't, ridiculous. But people don't recognize that the reason that it works for them is because it works for them. Exactly. Like you've got to find those two people. Ex- but we saw that on TV too with like PTI. When PTI did right, really right, well, right. everyone's like, let's get our own PTI. And it's right. like PTI works because of Wilbon and Kornheiser because of the relationship they had, because we know that when they worked at the Post, they would basically do PTI in the office because they had so much to argue about. That's why that works. Unless you get those two, the odds of you being able to replicate that are very slim. Same thing with PMT. So it's like, I think what's happening is everyone's trying to find a formula because a formula gets rid of all the minutia. You don't have to worry about... X, Y, and Z, you just have to be like, this is how we do it. Plug and play. Right. But plug and play doesn't work when it comes to content unless exactly. all you're trying to do is make sure that content gets made and you're not worried about the quality <laughs> Which is of a, it. Right. And that's a big thing these days. So Wait, between- before you do that. Yeah, yeah. Because you mentioned wrestling. Yeah. Can you get me to like it? No. If you do, you do. If you don't, you don't. Like, that's and, no, but I- so And I'm not one of these people. Like, I don't care if you don't like it. You're allowed to not like it. It's I know, fine. But, so my boyfriend really likes it. Have you ever been to a live event? I went to SummerSlam last year. It was awesome. Right. But I didn't go home and say like, oh, what's going to happen with Becky Lynch? What's the future of that? Like, I don't, it's just, uh, it hasn't, when did it get its hooks in you? When I was like six. That's why I'm, that's why. Do you watch AEW? I um, love the fact that you brought up AEW. I, I, that's the thing. It's, I had this conversation. Who did, was it on this podcast or or was another one that I did? The phrase like watch wrestling now is very weird to me because do I sit there and watch the TV for two hours when it's on? No. 
Do I check their Twitter page in the morning to see if there's something I need? You know, there's two things going on here. There's like me personally, like, does Jimmy Trainer want to be interested? And then there's my job, which right, I'm always looking right, for right, content. Right, right. So like last night, Monday Night Raw was on. Didn't watch one second of it because I was watching the football game. Ravens yeah, people, minus three. People forget that you've got to. They're like, you didn't watch that game. I'm like, if I watched every game, right. I wouldn't have time. I wouldn't have time to make anything. Well, I watched that game because I bet it. Yeah, so. no, I mean, like, if you. But why didn't you <laughs> right. watch Monday Night Raw, right, right, Jimmy? Right. It's like because I had to watch the football well, game. Well, and also I know that every relevant clip will be on yeah. WWE's YouTube page and on Twitter. Right. So that's really how I follow it mainly right now. Okay, but AEW. I, I'll. I usually have it on my second TV, and then like if someone like if Chris Jericho oh, starts talking, TVs. everybody in sports guy. has two TVs. Come oh. on, if Chris Jericho starts I'm talking, humble. you only have one TV. No, I have a bunch of TVs. See, there you go. So <laughs> don't try to put it on me. Um, but if you listen again, you don't have. But to just like AEW just started. Right? Why are you into AEW? Well, so this is what I'm saying. Is it smart for me? Should I just go full into <sighs> AEW? Because then I'll be like, I got into it when it started. It's not, I'm not like, if I get into WWE now, right. it would be like trying to get into a soap opera where you're like, oh, someone's got to remind me of the history here. AEW has no history. I will say you probably are better off getting into AEW because it's on much, like WWE has Raw on Monday, SmackDown on Friday. They do paper, NXT, paper. Excuse me, AEW is just once a week and then like what a day? monthly Wednesdays. Okay. So yeah, you should do that because it's much less. It'll be easier for you to to uh, take in. Okay. All right. I um, love AEW. Always have. The, Biggest fan. It's actually a cool story because the company got started by this wrestler, Cody Rhodes, who was yeah. Dusty Rhodes' son. I'm sure everyone knows that. And like, it was, he was like a mid-level guy in WWE who they didn't want. They just discarded it. Now he's starting his own company to go yeah. against WWE. And so there's actually a really cool business story Beside, if you, even if you don't like the wrestling. It's like the alliance of the football, American football. Their AEW's doing a lot better than that league did. Yeah, because well, it ended. <laughs> right um, away. See, and it's funny you brought that up because one of the things I was I have here on the notepad to ask you is like- Ooh, notepad. You have gotten in, you've become like the biggest soccer fan. Oh my God, yeah. And I- Never. And, if you had told me that five years ago, 10 years right. ago, five is short, I, time, flat circle. Told me 10 years ago I would have loved soccer. I would have been like, mm, And see, I what? can't get into it. Yeah. I Well, so what happened for me was I got given a team. I was, because on Crowd Goes Wild, we would come on after uh, Champions League. Right. And um, as a non-soccer fan- understanding even just what Champions League was and if it was Premier League or if they were the same thing, if they happened at the same time, if they were related or unrelated, none of it made any sense right. to me. But I knew that we were going to have to talk about the game before. And Georgie, our host of the show, had come over from England and was a big Premier League fan. So she gave us all Premier League teams. Right. So I was given Liverpool. There's the Red Sox connection because of the ownership group. And I was like, cool, Liverpool, I have a jersey. When they do something, I'll say, yay, you'll never walk alone. <laughs> but I didn't care. Um, and then I started dating my ex-boyfriend and he was a huge Liverpool fan and I was like cool me too you know how you do it at the beginning of a relationship yeah, yeah, where yeah. you're like I oh, also yeah, love yeah, Liverpool yeah, yeah. and then the first time I went to his apartment I saw he had a Liverpool flag hanging above his bed and I was like oh god this guy's really that's he's in it like, that wasn't I'm, a red flag for you literally it was a red <laughs> flag hanging it over was, his bed uh and that, so yeah 
it wasn't a red flag. I love anybody who's really passionate about anything. As I get older, I realize that's the thing that's cool. It doesn't matter what it is they're passionate about. Right. It's the fact that they're super passionate about something. It Obviously, can go you either, hope it's, it can go either You way. hope it's not murder that they're passionate right. about, but either way, good for you for loving something and committing your life to right. it. So he would wake up at 7 a.m. Yeah. to watch those really early Premier League games, and I would too. And at first, it was like I'd wake up, but just like kind of lay there and go back to sleep, and then wake up when a goal was scored and be like, yay! But he would, uh, he was relentless. He would pull out his phone and be like, watch this like six minute YouTube compilation of like Steven Gerrard goals from throughout his career. And I'd be like, I don't care. Right. And then after a while, I'd look at one and go, whoa, that was super impressive. And then the next time he would pull out another compilation video, I'd be like, oh, those three goals were really impressive. And I started to see the thing everyone always talks about in the beautiful game, right, I'm doing right. air quotes because yeah. it's so overplayed, but I started to see the choreography of it and the ballet of it. And when two really good teams play each other, how how incredible it is that any of them are able to score any goals ever right, on right, such right. a huge field. And then, uh, and then... So I was watching Liverpool, but not really caring. And then uh, started to care a little. But then this past season was when I was like, the one where they won the Champions League, Liverpool. I was like, this is, I'm hooked. Like I was, I was waking him up to right. be like, we got to watch Rebecca Lowe in the pregame show before the game because I need to, this is crazy what's happening over here. It's just. What do you like better, soccer or the NFL? Uh, the NFL. I mean, it's okay. the NFL is the NFL. I also am less intimately familiar with the front office situations of soccer, and I love that. Right, right, I right. know there's stuff there that's going to bother me. I know it, there's weird money. Is stuff. it a little weird though to watch soccer with the new boyfriend when you got introduced to it by the old boyfriend? Uh, so the new boyfriend. I don't want to get personal. No, you're but... right. New boyfriend's very new, um, <laughs> and so it's only okay. been a, a couple. We've only been together, I think, for one. I made him wake up at ten. And he didn't. But also, I'm not going to force it on him. Right. I'm not like, you have to be a Liverpool fan. I'm like, you need to understand, I'm a Liverpool right. fan. So like I'm going to wake up and watch these games. You don't have to do that. Right. Uh, do I think it might the bug might bite him? It might. Uh, we don't root for any of the same teams, so I don't need it to... It's not like a thing I need. Right. But um, yeah, yeah this was... past team, like the coach, the the players, Mo Salah is like, very responsible for it. And the women's national team is also pretty responsible right. for it because I found them fun to watch. Yeah. I see. I know nothing about soccer. I don't watch it, men's or women. I just it's never got to me. But like, I love you and Brandon McCarthy on Twitter, and I I realize that both of you like the same team. Yeah. And I, I, whenever there's a game, I'm like, oh, these two. Here we go with the Liverpool tweet. So I don't yeah, know if you guys it's, ever. It's, yeah, we talked about it sometimes. Like yeah. we both talked about maybe going to the Champions League final, but we're like, oh my god, hotels are ridiculous, expensive, and right. getting over there was tough. But like, it is one of those sports that I will open. I don't talk about it a lot on my show or on my podcast because. I am new to it. Well, I you recognize should on the podcast. The podcast well, is perfect for that. Yeah, but I do. I recognize I'm new to it, and I there are aspects of the game that I'm like, oh, I couldn't break this down in a way that right. is helpful to anybody. I, there are things I don't get still, but it's selfish my love of Liverpool because I just enjoy. I just like it. Yeah, and like we kind of forget that that's what we're supposed we're supposed to just really like it. And I really love it, and right. I love the people on our team. I love Jurgen Klopp. I think he's like the best manager in sports, like in general. And I love when better Steve, than Belichick. Yeah, I mean, come on. The, the thing with Belichick that if you had to knock him would be that he doesn't. He's not open with the press. He doesn't want to talk about it. Jurgen Klopp is a a the the players love him. 
but he also can be hard on them when he has to be. He's also a great game manager. There's like the three aspects, yeah. in-game, like player management, locker room management, and then with the press. Right. And Jurgen Klopp is incredible at all three. It's absolutely masterful. And so when Steve Kerr, another one of my top 10 coaches, raves about Jurgen Klopp, I'm like, gosh, this makes me so happy. It's just so pure because right. I think this guy is just, and he's got a smile that just, he laughed at my one of my jokes once, Jurgen Klopp, and I was know. like, I will live forever. Right. So, I don't know. Soccer's great. You should great, definitely but if talk you, about this on your podcast. If you don't like soccer, though, I'm not like, you idiot. Like, right. there's a lot of that aggression that comes right. from uh, from soccer. Yes. And, it, I get and it hockey, I, hockey I was going to say, I grew up a hockey that. fan. Yeah. So, like, I get it because I yeah. used to be the person that was like, all these pink cats at our game. And now I'm like, let people like what they like right. and let them dislike what they don't like. Right. But, I mean, I'm a pretty good case study of, like, I used to think soccer was stupid. I used to say I hated it. Right. And then it bit me. But I wasn't, you couldn't have told me that then. I wasn't ready. Right, right. Now I'm ready. I'm yeah. open to it. So I think it's great to be open to new things. That's what. Everyone, Again, we life don't kink shame. Exactly. I was going to say something about that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, whatever. Um, no, I'm not going to say that. No, um, let's do five minutes here on Thanksgiving before we wrap up. Oh, God. I mean, we have to. It's Thanksgiving week. Yeah. First of all, are you sick of the, the ridiculous... This isn't Thanksgiving related, but it is because Thanksgiving is all about food. Mm. Uh, the f- quote... Oh, the this quote f- t- yeah, quote tweet with your it's, hottest food take. Yeah. Here's why I'm sick of it. And it's number one... Because I'm on the internet. Right. Much. That's the problem. You got to think there are people who check Twitter like every two days. So us being like, oh, I'm so sick of seeing this. They prob- There are people who haven't seen it. Right. Um, so I try to remind myself of that. The other thing is that anytime someone's like, what's your most controversial opinion? I don't know why we keep doing it. Because... We love the you're attention. Gonna get, you're going to get one person who responds to your tweet that you thought was a controversial opinion with like, this isn't controversial. Then you're going to get someone who's right. like, this is the worst take I've ever heard in my life. And you're like, well, that means it's contra- that The fact that you guys, <laughs> there's controversy here, right. but they don't ever talk to each other about it. Like, I would love if Twitter was more, I put my thing out, somebody responds to me, then someone responds to them, and they go back and forth on their debate. But it always is just like, you're tweeting something into a void, and then thousands of people are yelling at you. Because we live for Whether that they're yelling at you because it's good, or they're right. yelling at you because it's bad, or it's not good enough, it's just like... I'm at a. I'm really reached a tipping point this week where I'm like, I think I might stop looking at it all. People have been telling me just like soccer. You can't. They've been telling me my whole life to to do it or not do it. Don't yeah. check your mentions. And I've been like, yeah, but I gotta. Won't happen. I think I'm. It's starting to really bother me. You have no chance. I get real worked up. We can't help. I'm it. regressing. We can't help. I it. don't know. Give me. So what? All right. So I'm gonna ask you an awful question. Give Go me ahead. your most controversial Thanksgiving opinion. I don't like stuffing. Oh, really? Yeah. I think as a concept, it's disgusting. I think you're taking bread and vegetables and shoving it oh, in the no, no, carcass no, no. Yeah, of yeah, a no. dead bird no, no. and then putting it in the oven. No, no, we don't do that. I no, don't no. understand how bacteria works, but I yeah. feel like that's not a good <laughs> no, no, spot no. for it. My aunt does it in a tray. That's it's, how you're... Sp- and I don't yeah. mind it. My my aunt does yeah. it with like a, like a sausage one in a tray. That's and that's how delicious. My yes. It's so good. So you do like it. I don't like... No, because that's not stuffing. That's like a bread casserole dish that's we've made into something else. Okay, I'll take it. I also would say most people, not to target us whites, but <laughs> we're not doing turkey, right? It's not good. And so we can just either, you got to learn to do it better or do a different meat. It doesn't have to be turkey. But it's tradi- I mean, it's all about the tradition. I think turkey's lame. I mean, listen, no one's going to compare turkey to like steak to or roast beef. Why or... is there not a holiday where we have steak. a steak? A steak? Just fillets a for steak. the table. Well, I mean, I was going to say maybe like 
barbecues. But if you have a big barbecue, you're not making steaks for like 50 people. No, so that's not. not the That's answer. probably why, because you can't just make a it's big a bulk, steak. You yeah, can't like, just make a cow. No, you're not making like bulk steaks. Right. Like, yeah. Steaks would be good, though, for Thanksgiving. I, I mean, I'm getting some ideas in my head if I ever have to throw <laughs> to my you, own Thanksgiving. Are you, like, locked into the football, like, all day on Thursday? Yeah, and you know why? Because then you don't have to be locked into your family. Right. It's honestly, right. I don't know what people who aren't sports fans do on Thanksgiving. That's it's rough. like Christmas reminds you that, like, man, like, because we're not a basketball family. But right. I'm starting to, now that I work in sports, I can get away with the, like, let's put on the basketball. I got up. Sorry, can't help with dishes. Sorry, can't yell at my uncle about his weird political opinion because I got to, I have to watch this. It's a big game. It's a good excuse. Like, but, it, but for, yeah, football, I do wish the Lions would stop being on Thanksgiving. I don't think we need that. It's been I going on for a little day. too long yep. and it's not, it's not usually a, a great game. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, football. I wish I wish they put more games on on Thanksgiving. I wish there were four. I wish there wasn't that, a period of time where there wasn't football on. I think everyone who wants to avoid their family wants uh, more it games really on helps. Thanksgiving. And look, I love my family, but the older you right, get, the more do. you're like the the right. window of time you can right. spend with them without losing your mind gets. Smaller. And the other problem is, and you you will not comment on this. I will move on. I'll just make the statement. It I'm doesn't. Just, it, I'm it, leaving the yeah, room. <laughs> it does not help to have Thanksgiving like a week after impeachment hearings. That's a big problem. The timing of that is not good. All right. Um, give me, I'm just saying, it's not a pro or anti-Trump statement. I'm just saying. Stick to sports, No matter who the president, I don't have to. Um, no matter who the president is, you don't want impeachment hearings the week before Thanksgiving. It just leads to no some comment. conversations that no one's going to want to have on Thursday. Um, give me, I don't want a serious answer on this. Give me something in sports you're thankful for. Huh. Not like the Patriots are going to the Super Bowl. No, well, um, this, this year has been a, an interesting one. I'm thankful for, and you don't want it to be serious. You give me one serious and one not serious if you want. No, I'm just, uh, I should have known that this was a question you were going to ask. Yeah. I should have put some thought into it. What am I thankful for in sports? I want to say red zone just to watch your face. Just go <laughs> Listen, again, white. everyone, you're allowed, I know that I am in the, teeny tiny morsel of the minority everyone loves red zone it has changed the game people live for it i get it it's me and my own quirky dysfunctional brain that hates it i am thankful for deandre hopkins okay i think he's so good and he he's is. so fun to watch and we've seen him without a quarterback for a long time and he's never made that a big deal he's never been like vocally rude or whatever he's managed to be an elite wide receiver that nobody calls a diva like i think right. he's just so he's not underrated everybody knows he's good but he just kind of flies under the radar in a way that i'm like someone should be telling him every day that he's great i saw him walk into the super bowl in atlanta this last super bowl walking in going through security alone and nobody was like oh my god it's deandre hopkins right, right, right. and i was like wait god, hello that's deandre hopkins and i didn't want to call too much attention to him he was walking into the stadium after he went through security and i just went nuke and he turned around <laughs> and i just gave him two thumbs up like a dummy and i was like you're you're very good at football and he so was like wait he was you so shout nice. out famous people when you see them only is only if it's a situation if i had to call him deandre hopkins i wouldn't have done it because people right. would have been like i know him but i'm like if you don't know him that well if you you would have if you knew him well enough you to recognize him, which you didn't, right. you would know that his nickname was Nuke, but you gotcha. wouldn't. Right, you know? right, right. But right. I just, I don't know. He, uh, I just wanted him to know that like someone saw how chill he was as a very famous football player walking into a stadium for the Super Bowl right. by himself. Yeah. 
I wanted him to know that it wasn't like, oh, nobody knew me. Are you going to the Super Bowl this year? Do I you? don't know. I think Miami. so. Here's the thing. It being in Miami is actually against, it's not in my favor. Yeah. Like, I, there's <laughs> not, what? He, he loves the Dolphins. So oh, he's cheering for my producer. Yeah. Nice. Love that for yeah. you. He's diehard. It being in Miami means I might not be able to go. Because like we found with potentially, allegedly, the Disney Plus tweet, I don't know if I make it into the tier of people that, because everyone <laughs> wants to go. Right, right. I'll, I went to that Minnesota Super Bowl. Tell you that. I made that list because nobody no, wanted, no, to go. wanted to go. It's so cold. Yeah, yeah. Um, what did you make of Gronk, Gronk the TV analyst? Do you have any thoughts on that? Being on TV is difficult. I will say that. I will say that a lot of times people do, you know, we've as a woman I've heard this criticism of like, she never played the game. Why is she on TV? And I, I appreciate a person like Gronk because it reminds people that playing the game does not necessarily qualify you to be on TV. Like you, right. it still takes time. Look, he just started. I'm not being that hard on him that I'm like, he's trash. But I love the fact that he's not polished. Right. I love that too. Yeah. I don't love that they keep making that same joke about how he can't, say anything detrimental about the Patriots right. because you want if this guy's in the it's the it's the weird dichotomy for former athletes that they get on TV and you think wow this guy's going to tell us something crazy about a team we have tried right. to hear something crazy about for so long and then they just still have loyalty to them and they don't want to say anything negative yeah. or they have their friends are still playing in the league and so they don't want to come out and say that this guy's a liar that's every because, analyst yeah. yeah and that's it's very fascinating yeah. and people really don't mention it that often but they do have this running joke with Gronk where they're like tell us something about Belichick and he's like he makes us practice when it's snowing and it's like okay we knew that um, but I think it's look I don't think we got to take sports so I well that's seriously. why he's I love trying to watch him speak I'm on the it's edge so of good. my seat I'm nervous I'm like is, he, is it gonna come out of it's his like mouth just, is his head gonna yeah, explode yeah, yeah. like he it's also, fascinating he's also this one of my favorite very specific things is he's trying to figure out the do I talk to the people who ask right. me the question or do I talk to the camera and so it feels like somebody <laughs> must have given him a note because on this last weekend he would like get the question and then turn down barrel like he was cutting a promo right. and just be like here is the thing I'm gonna say yeah. and I'm gonna say it right into the camera and then I'm done I'll smile and I'll wait till they go to the wide shot, and then yeah. I'll open back up to the group. It's fascinating because it you'll watch certain analysts will talk to the people next to them. Certain ones will go down barrel, right. and it's, I feel bad for. Sports and you can TV see directors. him. You could see that he's rehearsed what he said, and he's thinking about the line that he's supposed to say, and his brain's yeah. trying to go with the mouth. It's very that was funny. me on highly questionable today. Yeah. It's a thing. Look, yeah. when sometimes when you're like, I don't want to say the wrong thing, and you overthink it too much, which I know no one's accusing Gronk of overthinking, but I think he is. Like yeah. you get it in your head that like this is the answer I'm supposed to give. This is what the lower third or the graphics gonna say so i gotta make sure i stick to what i was gonna say what order do words go in like right. sometimes when you're on tv you can say something so smart in a meeting and you get on tv and you're like the s verb comes after the person doing and what i'm and so i think that and your brain just yeah. misfires right. and so i think he's doing really well for a guy who doesn't talk on tv for a living yeah i love him all right I'm thankful for Let Gronk on TV. Write, someone write an article about how much money he makes on his TV kit. <laughs> well, I think we've got. Oh, that would be. Oh, for I was just TV. Kidding. I was just I'm trying. I think they. Kidding. I'm trying to. Rem I. I. Oh, I don't know. I. I'm now. I'm trying to remember if that was written about, but it would be good to know. All right. I was just kidding. Don't do that. All right. Let him live. All right. Well, I'm thankful for Gronk on TV. I'm thankful for you coming here. I'm thankful Thanksgiving for being week. here. What a great Thanksgiving parade. Complete waste of time, right? 
What do you mean? Oh, the parade? I yeah. thought you said the break. I'm like, no, give me no, any no. break. Uh, yeah, the par- All parades should be banned. I saw a commercial for the All parade parades. the other day. There should be like, no parades for anything ever. I agree. But it was yeah. like, we've got everything you need. What more could you want? Inflatable animals? Music? A parade? I'm like, I don't like any. Like, right. I love music. Right, but right. I'm like, no, watching for any of yeah. those things. Stop yeah. trying to make me watch people walk down the street. Awful. They, get, they Awful. need to get rid of the parade. All right. Well, that's such a negative note to end up. We love We love. I love a championship though. parade. Even those are going to Even go. those should be parties. I saw, I, this is not my idea, but I saw someone on Twitter once say, the championship parade should be in the losing team city. Oh, boy. That's a good idea. Somebody will die. That's a good idea, Somebody though. Somebody will die. You rub it in. All right, Katie, let's do all the plugs. Let's. So you've got- Sports with a question mark. It's sports with Katie Nolan. That's the podcast. Uh, and the television show is always- When does always, it come out? Can oh, it comes out on, depends on the week, but okay. usually it comes out on Mondays or Tuesdays. Okay. And then uh, Always Late with Katie Nolan is the television show. That's at 12.30 a.m. the night of Thursday ESPN on ESPN2. Two, so it's right? technically 12.30 That's a.m. That's a nice a slot Friday. after Thursday night football. You get yeah, a little- I like people it. People are there watching. It also, it's like what aired there before, reruns. So right. if I don't do well, shut up about it. Right. No one's going to talk about. All right. So, and then, and highly questionable every now and then. Yeah. Every now and then, highly questionable. I think that's on at 4 30. Yeah. Sometimes it's on two. Sometimes it's yeah. on the main main channel. All right. But. Very, very busy person. I appreciate her coming in. Have a great Thanksgiving. I'll try my Thanks best. Thanks for coming on. All right. At Bed 365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, that wraps up this week's episode. My thanks to Katie Nolan for coming in studio. A lot of fun. Great conversation. Appreciate it. Hope everyone out there has a great Thanksgiving. Please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. Helps a lot, and we'll see you next week. Uh, Next week, uh, we've got a good guest, Mike Florio, Pro Football Talk. So subscribe to the pod to get that interview as well. Have a great Thanksgiving. 
See you next week right here on the SI Media Podcast. Take care. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball. From growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.